Fisher knocks that one away, and with two seconds remaining, it'll just be fired in on Greenfield, and the Dinos sweep the Bisons with a 2-1 score tonight, and they will head to the semifinal next weekend. Hey. Another episode of Dinos Unfiltered coming at you. This week, Jeremy Lee, Max Sterley with you. And we have a bit of a different vibe altogether for this episode. Let's get that out of the way, first yes, of all. It's going to be very different. I hope people can handle the change that they're about to face. And for the first time, we're actually going to stick to our guns here, Jeremy, and say that this preamble will be really, really short compared to the usual ones. So we'll chat a little bit more about the episode coming up. But first off, I want to address... We're taping this on a Tuesday afternoon here in Dino Land. Is it your birthday today? <laughs> yes, it is my birthday today. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Any uh, any special plans? Any do you feel do you feel a little older, a little wiser? Uh no. I I, I feel pretty normal. I, but it's it's my twenty sixth birthday. Okay. And I feel like twenty six is kinda like the start of like Okay, who cares? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's always nice to have a birthday, and I've been getting some messages from a lot of people, which is very, very nice and friendly, and I appreciate that. But, like, it's your 26th birthday. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like your 32nd birthday, your 41st. It, like, it's just, it feels so arbitrary and random. Yeah, it blends but, in together. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I will be building a terrarium tonight. That's my plan. I'm going to plant YYC. Okay. I'm going to be whining and dining and building a terrarium. So Wow. I'm pretty excited. Can I just ask you about the whole concept of singing happy birthday? Like, does that happen to you? And do you enjoy it? Like, when, when there's a cake coming out in front of you uh, and there's like the minute and a half of happy birthday or whatever it is. I generally don't like it, but I think that's because I my mom is French-Canadian, mm. so she will come out and sing happy birthday in English, and then when everyone has settled down, whatever, you know, gotten out of the way, she'll start, bonne fête à toi, and she'll oh, do yes. the whole thing in French, yes. it's just like, Nancy, we celebrated this already, like, we got <laughs> out of the way, like, please stop singing, and she will, she doesn't care, she'll go all the way through, so... But yeah, generally no. But I, you know, I I do appreciate you wishing me well. I, I really do. It's like a, a airplane announcement. You got to get the English and the French side. Yeah, in, so no, you know, she's covering all her bases. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, again, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Um, it sucks that you have to work on your birthday. Yeah. But here we are. There, it's it's more fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There there are a lot worse things out there. Yeah. So. I don't want to take up too much time, but let's just talk about, uh, quickly, what stood out to you from this past weekend in Dinoland. Yeah. Uh, I would say for me, Coda Gordon. Mm. He was big for men's hockey this weekend. He um, had the play of the week. Thanks for coming. You know, two, two big goals, three assists in game one, two goals in the second game. He was just a force out there. And, um, yeah, big reason why the Dinos swept the Bison, so... That, that was probably the guy who stood out for me most this weekend just from a hockey perspective. Yeah. Yeah. How about, how about for yourself? I was invested in the volleyball scene as uh, they had their final home regular season game. So that's what kind of occupied my capacity over the weekend. But yeah, it was just nice to see the women come out with two victories to wrap up the regular season because you want to end on a good note going into nationals. 
And it's kind of strange that they won't be in Canada West playoffs. However, yeah, it, the, the, the next game that they play will be in a national quarterfinal. In March. So in March, yeah, absolutely. Long, long time. Yeah, so it's a bit of a different process than they're used to. Like it's just, yeah, it's, it's strange because normally you would be right in the thick of playoff uh, battles and you go, go Canada West final, yeah. and then you kind of go into nationals the next week. No, it's like a, a they little get a month break. Oh, put their feet up. Yeah, <laughs> well, it probably won't be put their feet up. Yeah, I'll tell you that no. much. But no. yeah, it's all good. Um, but the reason why we are doing this episode the way we are doing it is because Th- there's too much going oh. on, like way too much going on, and we felt like it would be better to touch base with all the sports that you know have big weekends coming up for them. Um, and you know we're gonna do six, yeah, six little interviews today, anywhere between ten and twenty minutes um, with our guests and. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah, so k- starting us off, batting leadoff, if you will, Lauren Texunian from Dinos Swimming. Then after her will be Sarah Craven from Women's Hockey. Grace Chambers from Dinos Wrestling. And congratulations, yeah, again, that yeah. Canada West Championship that for them. Can't be overstated. Mason Foreman from Men's Basketball on deck. And then Brent Stephen sliding into that uh, fifth spot. And from that, track and field. Last but not least, Bobby Joe Colburn from women's basketball to round out the six. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it should be good. We're you know we're gonna do the usual stuff, talk about their their sports a little bit, and get into the mailbag. But it's gonna be a lot more condensed this time around. Everyone gets some love. Yeah, on exactly. Post Valentine's weekend. There you go. <laughs> yes. So we're just gonna wrap <laughs> it up there. On that note, <laughs> max effort by you. You gotta stop saying that. <laughs> All right, Dinos Unfiltered this week. We're doing a Dino Swimming mini segment, if you yeah. will. Jeremy Lee, Max Sterling, and Lauren Texunian. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> awesome. <Wait. laughs> oh. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. No, I'm no. Good. Okay. No, we're, uh, uh, we're happy to have you on, and uh, we just did Bean Boozled off the air this time, because we don't want to do it six times in a row on the air, but uh, <laughs> you two a, had a pretty tough go about it. It's a rite of passage, yeah. and uh, we definitely earned our stripes today. Max got off easy. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy's still sweating bullets. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> and, and I may as well say for the listeners that you are in a suit and tie right now. <laughs> Which is pretty impressive for podcast standards, and we're dressed like slobs and yeah. hoodies. So. Well, when you don't sound good, you got to look good, right? <laughs> but we are talking swimming on this segment. Lauren, you got nationals coming up in Victoria as a fifth year. This is your final one. Is it any different for you, or is it? Are you approaching it the same as the other ones? Um, I think I'm a little bit more excited maybe this year uh, my whole family is coming out to watch so I'm pretty excited about that but honestly I'm just gonna go and um, do my best for the team have you uh, competed in Victoria before uh, yeah I think Ken West was there a couple of years ago and then also just when I was in club swimming I, I raced there a few times what's your uh, specialty going into this tournament uh, my best event is the 400 IM okay. so I'm hoping to do well in that 
That's uh, oh, the, yeah, that's the medley, right? Yeah, it's like the all four stroke, the butterfly, backstroke, breaststroke, right. and freestyle. Oh, man. It's a multi-talented yeah. there. <laughs> which you. one is your strongest and which one are you like cringing um, at? <laughs> or maybe at this level you're not. I don't well, know. Well, my backstroke is really, really bad. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. That's a hard one. Do you like? Do you use that uh, system where you're like counting the, from the flag? Yeah, you try and count your strokes into the wall so you don't hit your head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what the pros do. That's all. Yeah. I'm like, I'm such an amateur, yeah. and so I just hit my head and accept yeah. my fate. You know, <laughs> explains so. a lot. Yeah. Honestly. No. Yeah. So right now you're taking in environmental science, right? Yeah. What's your favorite class? Um, the, my favorite class right now is actually, um, contaminant hydrogeology. What is that? Um, it's when it's, <laughs> <laughs> lame, lame, lame no, um, it's a geology a class, but we're learning about, um, how contaminants enter into groundwater systems. So mm. if you're like pumping from a well and the water has toxins or chemicals in it. But the interesting thing for me is that you've also done some work covering sports for Dinos Athletic, which is like so far removed from environmental science yeah. and, and yet and covering multiple sports as well including your own teammates yeah <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe how you first started getting into this writing side and then i'm mostly curious about uh what's it what, what is it like to write about your teammates and you know, do you ever boost your own stats <laughs> <laughs> um well mostly i just started because i saw that there was um, an opening for the position and I've always really liked writing and I'm, I feel like I'm a strong writer. So I was talking to my parents and they thought, Oh, well just apply, whatever, throw your hat in the ring, might as well. And then, um, I was actually away at field school and I didn't get Lance's email and he wanted to have us write a little, um, practice piece kind of, and see what we could do but I never got the email. And so then I had to say, oh, sorry. And so he said, we'll just come in, we'll have an interview. And then he said, well, we were going to give you the job anyway. So, but I think it's be mostly because they couldn't find anyone to cover um, wrestling and cross country. So like low key. So 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 Lance. <laughs> oh no, Lance is so great. But now we know the standards. I just, <laughs> now we know the standards. I think it's just, it's harder to get people to cover sports especially swimming like people don't know a lot about it and I think that has really helped me be just being on the team and knowing the sport and kind of being there every single day with my teammates and coaches helps me write write a better piece for my team I think and I don't know I love hyping us up I think we're an underrated team on campus so it's nice to just be able to do my part I guess promoting the team has your perspective changed at all now you're covering from the media side of things? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I I think, I mean, the only perspective is that I wish that other teams on campus recognized perhaps swimming and wrestling and the track team and cross country especially. The cross country team is amazing here. Oh, yeah. And I think that they honestly just don't get enough attention from, like, fans. And so I think that maybe my perspective changed a little bit. But, I mean, being an athlete on one of these teams, you're like, oh, we're so underrated. But, yeah, I think just that. What was the craziest story you had to write about? Craziest story? Mm, probably just the Nationals win, I guess. Okay. Or the, I, I wrote about the Canada West win for um, the cross-country team. Um, I didn't write the wrestling Canada West win, but... 
I think that was probably the best one that I got to do. Do you fi- do you find it difficult at all to interview your teammates? Because you obviously you have a job to do, but you also like how can you not have a good time just interviewing your buddies basically? So how do you how do you balance those two things? Um, I don't do a lot of interviews with my teammates in particular. I will talk to our coach about the performance, but. I just approach it how I would normally. I go and I kind of give them a prompt like, oh, what did you think about the team's performance? How can we improve? Or how are you feeling going into the meet? And they're always super good at just giving a nice straightforward answer that I can put into my article. Yeah, the juicy quote that, yeah. you know, like the not cliche quote by any sense of the word, but the quote you know that can go right into the story and Lance will be happy as well. Exactly, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're from Winnipeg originally, right? Yes. Okay. And so what led you to come to Calgary and be a part of the Dinos? Um, I think just uh, being recruited by different universities. And I came on a recruiting trip here, and I I loved it, and I wanted to stay. What was that experience like, though? Give us some more juice. Um, More (laughs) (laughs) juice. I mean, when you're 17, 18, I guess, in high school, you don't really know anything. But what what stood out compared to the other, Mm. you know, schools that you were considering? It was just a feeling. I think I like came to the the school and I really liked the team atmosphere and the coaches at the time. Um, Mads Hansen was the assistant coach here, and he I had known him when I was younger because he coached some of my friends, and so he kind of was really pushing me to come here and make the have the visit. And I think just knowing that he was going to be here and be my coach, and then I had some friends on the team. I think that really helped me, and then. Honestly, I just knew like the programs were going to be good here and everything, so I wasn't too concerned about that. So you've also done some long distance races too, right? Like 10k. Uh, yeah, I used to do open water swimming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. No, I'm, like, like for me, that's just something like I can't even imagine swimming. 200 meters in the open water like 10k Um, that must be an incredibly challenging obviously physical but mental journey when you go on something like that yeah I think definitely it's more of a mental game because it's swimming open water and doing the 10k is way more strategy you're not really oh I'm gonna go out really fast and work on my turns and you know get your hand on the wall first that's not really what it's about it's kind of where can I position myself in a pack of swimmers or when am I going to start to make my move? But it's really fun. Do you throw elbows and stuff or like what, ha- I what happens? I never throw an elbow, but... You've received one? Oh, yeah. Actually, oh. Um, at Junior Worlds, this girl, she fully slugged me in the head and she actually got a red card and they pulled her out. Yeah. Wow. What? Like I was, I was going to ask, like, what is like a slimy thing to do in an open water race like well that i think you just answered the question yeah, there pulling ankles pulling ankles that's yes. a good wow. one slimy oh. so slimy <laughs> and and so in a situation like that w- like there's referees there that try and monitor it but mm-hmm. like how many people roughly like I- are in these kinds of races because how like i imagine it's very easy to hide a shady little play mm. like whether it's pulling an ankle or whatever yeah um i think just depending on the event there can be between the biggest race I was in, there were 80 athletes, which is on the high end. But mm. usually there's between, I'd say, 20 to 40 athletes. Yeah. So final question. Uh, again, what an opportunity to have you on here today. <laughs> um, I was uh, or we were scrolling through your Twitter page, just, you know, trying to get any dirt on you. And, you know, 
First off, I don't think too bad. Like okay. you're, you're a little scared right now, but you don't have to be. Um, but I just want to know, where do you get your memes? Because <laughs> you have a very curated feed of just hilarious posts. So I want to know, what is the steps for a post to get it on your Twitter page? Is, it, is there like a high vetting process that you have to go through? Um, I don't know. I think I just... Lots of stuff makes me laugh, so... And if it resonates with me, I just retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Not afraid to hit the retweet, though. Yeah, definitely. Well, sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, Vines, I like. That new TikTok app, definitely. Those, like, seven-second videos. Yeah, that's course. what gets me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank that was a pleasure. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's, oh, that, no, that had a second win. That's booger. <laughs> you can't spit. You can't spit in the garbage. Mine just is gross, but like I think it is actually what it was. Canned dog food? No, I think it was the chocolate. Oh, the chocolate pudding. Yeah, that's definitely what it was. Yeah. It didn't taste that bad, but it doesn't taste good. <laughs> Mine's spicy. What'd you, what'd you I've had stink bug before, yeah. No. A spicier version. Yeah. Someone spiked That's the batch. Got a little kick. Nice. Ew. <laughs> that little cinnamon. Yeah. That it's like a bitter spice. It's really disgusting. Mm. <laughs> well, on that note. On that note, welcome, welcome to Dinos <laughs> Unfiltered. <laughs> welcome, Sarah, Sarah Craven. <laughs> from women's hockey. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Just swell. Lovely to do another Bean Boozle challenge. And, <laughs> you know, it's a good time. It seems like you always get the good ones. I'm just going to throw that out there. But I just, I just got booger. <laughs> mm. I mean, boogers isn't bad, but no, it's just a little salty. I rig, right? I rig the dice, yeah, so to speak. But um, I guess the first thing we should start off with, Sarah, is that after three years with the Dinos and not having a sniff of playoff action, suddenly <laughs> you are in the Canada West semifinals starting this weekend against Mount Royal. So I kind of want to just go back to when you guys clinched the the bye and then clinched this second round matchup. What kind of feelings have sunk in for you and the team since since that's happened? I think it just we've just been kind of like wow, like we have earned this. Like it didn't come easy. Like it came down to the last weekend, and it was just like it's like we earned it. Like no one gave it to us, kind of thing. So I think it's just like a feeling of accomplishment, and then like also knowing that there's still a lot more work to be done. But like there's no doubt that like we can't be proud of like what we accomplished because like it was no small feat coming from where we'd been the past three years like it was a big change for us so it was exciting I think that's like the word to encapsulate it all it's exciting yeah and there's not much um you can say more than it being a huge motivation factor that heading into the season you guys were dead last in the pre <laughs> in the coaching polls oh yeah <laughs> and you showed them up by coming in second so you know, beyond the obvious of just wanting to improve yourself as a team, like how much did those kinds of things motivate you guys to do what you did this season? I think that that kind of stuff, like obviously it's kind of a little bit of a slap in the face. Like you're like, okay, like coming in this year, like I had expectations, like we're going to be better, but I never imagined us like going on the run like we did. So I think that it maybe not so had like a major impact. It was more so just like, okay, well, you think that, but we think this kind of thing. Like, I don't, I didn't find it was, we didn't believe it. How about that? Like, we didn't believe that people, that we were going to be dead last. Like, they voted us. Like, we knew we were better than that. So it was just a matter of us if we could go prove to them yeah. that we were better. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
heading into this coming weekend, you drew Mount Royal. It was going to be Mount Royal or Sask, just based on the way. Yes. It was all set up. And what was uh, what was your reaction when you heard that? Because obviously the big the big story is the rivalry, but also from an outsider's perspective, it's a little bit more of a favorable matchup for you guys rather than you know playing Jessica Vance three times. Yeah, it's definitely more of a favorable ma- matchup for us. Obviously, Sask is a respect the opponent, respect MRU. You have to respect everyone that you play. But for us personally, like Mount Royal, we the season series against them, we were three and one. So walking to that rink on Friday, like we feel confident that we can win. And I think that it gives it a little bit even more fun, that rivalry, like being that crosstown rival, like the Crow Child, like we know that they're not done. So it makes us come to the rink and like have we know we have to be prepared and like we know that they're going to come out hard against us and like we had this rest so we need to take it to them especially and use our ring to our advantage because if anyone's never seen father david bauer it's really big (laughs) (laughs) the olympic sheet yep is there is there legitimate hatred between the dinos and the cougars is that kind of overblown for me personally it's a little bit overblown i i graduated school out at edge school for athletes here in calgary so like i know a lot of the girls in mount royal you skate with a lot of them in the summertime so like i definitely think like the hatred that's like a very strong word like obviously like there's player like we dislike each other on the ice but off the ice like i always find that in women's hockey it's pretty it's like an awesome community like on the ice you're gonna battle hard and you're gonna maybe say things here or there but off the ice like i think everyone are genuinely good people so we don't hate each other (laughs) just competitive are you preparing any differently uh being a playoff match versus regular season or what does that look like like i mean obviously the pressure is mounting a little bit more it's it's there but yeah how you manage it i I just think for us it's more so just business as usual like you just have to go about it like this is another game obviously playoff hockey is like very different like it's a very different atmosphere but for us like what we've been doing all year has been working so why change it like come in do your work and practice, go home, take care of yourself, but it's just another game at the end of the day. What's your pregame routine? Uh, I don't really do anything crazy. I'm not a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, sorry, Kelsey. Wow. Um, I personally like to go for a walk. Yeah. I like to go walk. Um, be with your thoughts. Be with my thoughts. <laughs> you just listen to podcasts. Hmm. Um, you guys. Um, and you don't then, need to lie to us. Oh, nice plug. Nice plug. <laughs> you guys are welcome. Um, and then big uh, sewer ball. I like to play soccer before the game kind of thing. And then I like to talk to my line mate, Liz. We'll go back and forth a few times kind of thing. And she's a ball of energy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen her on the ice and stuff like that. So I like to be by her because she gets my energy up. I like to joke with her. I'm like, I'm old on this team. So I'm like, I need your youth <laughs> energy to get me going here. So <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, that was actually my next question. Playing with Liz, like from a hockey perspective, incredibly talented, especially offensively. But like you said, she's a ball of energy. She clearly is having the most fun on the ice when she's playing. Oh, so she ever. <laughs> I, and especially in warm-up, too, like just, you know, doing the drum solos when Nickelback <laughs> comes on or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious from your perspective what you have learned from her. From her, Obviously, you know, you've played a couple more years in Canada West than her, but I'm sure with her having a very different attitude that you might might be – not used to seeing like I'm kind of curious what you've taken from her um I think that the two things I've taken from her are, are her energy like I said like she is just like 
she's infectious like when she's doing her thing for me like it really gets me going and then also like her confidence like she is one of the most confident players in can west and like it just like goes to prove like she's a young player and she's like so impactful it's because she's so confident in herself and her skills so i've like come to really appreciate that and like i find that i've become a lot more confident in my skills this year because like i know like when i give her that pass like she's gonna catch it or if i do something wrong she's gonna be like hey we're gonna get it next time kind of thing so i just think like her confidence that we are going to do our best every night i think that's one thing i've taken from her as well so safe to say the confidence um that liz displays has in some ways translated to the amount of success you've had personally this year. Oh, I mean, absolutely. If we're looking at, you know, even going back to your edge days, you've never had more than double-digit points until this year, and this yeah. year you're top five in Canada West scoring. So yeah. I guess two-part question, um, what is it like playing with Liz, like especially offensively, just knowing that she's going to create a lot? And secondly, were you a little bit surprised with yourself of how much offense you were able to create this season? Um, I'll take that second part first, and absolutely yes. <laughs> um, my dad always like jokes me. He's like, "You're not really a goal scorer." I'm like, "No, but I'm a passer. I'm a disher." I'm yeah. Tell Liz, dish guy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just like Liz. Liz and I have really good chemistry. Like, I just, like, I always feel like I know where she's going to be. And, like, because we've gotten the opportunity to play with each other all year, like, we've only gotten better. So, I guess just because like I know where she's gonna be all the time that like sometimes yeah like it's just like spur of the moment like I see her like I do it kind of thing and then other times like she thinks the game well and she sees it well she won't tell you that she'll tell you she shoots at the net with her eyes closed and it goes in still but yeah. <laughs> eyes closed bar yeah down. eyes closed bar down like she's just like has that amount of skill but like definitely like our line wouldn't be complete without her and like obviously having Delaney in the middle of us was incredible too like that first half of the season like we were unstoppable and then obviously we lost her to injury and stuff like that but then we had Taylor Beck come in and take Dell's role so and like we were in a fantastic role again so I think it just like goes to prove that like Liz and I had that chemistry and like we can do it with anyone in between us and like we're still a good line and like I love playing with everyone on our team like but Liz and I just have something right now that we're not going to mess with it going to playoffs and hopefully we keep putting the puck in the back of the net um last hockey question before we get to the mailbag because you're actually pretty popular <laughs> oh boy with the mail um I was just curious because you started originally, first off, you walked onto the team out of yes. the prospect camp and you were signed as a defender initially. Is that correct? Um, so. Or Danielle put you there? So, like, my path here was kind of weird. So, I was going to quit hockey. So, then I walked on, just emailed our old assistant coach. And I said I wanted to play. So, then I walked on here and we had a lot of defensemen. And then in the, in the tryout, um, somehow I was scoring lots of goals. So then they said, you could be a forward. And I yeah. said, well, okay. Sure. And they said, if you want to play here, like we're going to take you as a forward. And I said, okay. So I've kind of walked in, I walked on as a forward. They signed me as a forward. And then I've kind of, we like to joke that I'm a utility player. I was going to say you're a gadget player. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I play defense for us a couple games. Sometimes mid game, they'll throw me back. I usually play defense on the power play and stuff like that. So I've just found that, having that defensive mindset while being a forward has been nothing but an asset for me personally. Like, I just feel like I see the game so much better now. And like, I can, like, I know what defensemen are going to do because I did that or like, and I know where they want me to be. Like when, since when I was a defenseman, that's where I wanted kind of thing. So 
it was an interesting road to becoming a forward, but it's finally panning out four years later. <laughs> Perfect. And for what it's worth, Danielle has always commented specifically about your game that your vision is definitely your best asset. So spot on. Thank you. <laughs> Mailbag? Mailbag. Mailbag. Yeah, you can start this one off. I'll kick it off with your obsession with Crocs. <laughs> okay. How many, first off, how many pairs do you own and what's on the horizon? Like, what are, you, what are you eyeing up here? Currently, I think I have, I think I have six pairs right what? now, if you count the ones that I have in my home in Montana. Um, one per day. Well, you, just have to have a, yeah. you have to have them everywhere. You have your like your garage Crocs. You have your barbecue Crocs. You have your run out to your car Crocs. And you have your one downstairs Crocs. Um, they're just a really versatile shoe. And I'm a big fly fisher. So sometimes if I can't find my river shoes, like I'll wear those my river shoes because you can put them in adventure mode. You know, put that strap down. Get a um, little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the horizon for Crocs, I want the winter ones with like the slippers in them because like... Yeah, like because you no get way. snow in them sometimes, which is a bummer. But yeah, just I love Crocs. It sounds like it's a very multifunctional. Oh, like the, they're piece of footwear. Cool. They're yeah. ba- they're basically indestructible unless you they like, are. take scissors to them. Like yeah. even then, you know, I, I have I've had the same pair of Crocs for the last like fifteen years, and they're in perfect shape. Well, I was just gonna say Sarah Craven is the manifestation of Crocs. <laughs> yes. They're yeah. both very like useful in multiple scenarios and fashionable. And fashionable. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, we forgot, forgot that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't forget about that. Yeah. They're underrated shoe. Yes. I, I can understand people don't like them, but I'm I'm a fan. Mm, okay. <laughs> when when you're when you post on Instagram, do you tag Crocs, and are you looking for a Croc sponsorship? I would love a Croc sponsorship. <laughs> like you see the people who post them, you're like, I could do that, yeah. but my yeah. Instagram following is not big enough, so maybe mm. I gotta work mm. on that. Yeah, be more of an influencer. Quick plug: yeah. follow Sarah Craven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who won the trade between Lucic and James Neal? Oh, who put this? I am like I really despise the Edmonton Oilers. Like I like obviously Calgary won. Like James Neal has been invisible. Yeah, he's since, a bum. Yeah. Oh, everyone's like, been, oh, because he's you been see? injured. Oh, he's well, been injured, and he has more goals than Lucic in half the games. James Neal is his he's invisible now yeah. like Lucic goes out I don't I think we're overpaying Lucic don't get me wrong he's overpaid but for what Edmonton is overpaying James Neal we're actually getting some money out of it although Lucic has got to be a bigger body out there for us sometimes I think we're he's an overpaid uh he's not a fighter but like he's an overpaid skilled fighter if that makes sense yeah. but anyways yeah. we're losing on him but we're not losing as bad as Edmonton so <laughs> Hot Fair takes enough. from Sarah Craig. Yeah, hot takes. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to chat about something that's near and dear to my heart, too. Okay. Your obsession with Nickelback. Oh, yes. Yes. Can we have a high five? Yeah, high five on that one. <laughs> I feel like the bandwagon is really small. <laughs> really small. I know. They're it, going on tour. It's small in North America, but it's, if you go outside of North America, like... There is a huge Brazilian following of Nickelback. It's so strange. That is really strange. But it's funny. like millions of people like love them. So Well, if you go to our team, our team, we love Nickelback. Yeah. Like mm. I just well, so I'm American. So like the Me joke, too. Yeah, so people are always just Wait. like, Well, Americans are like Nickelback's only Canadians and I'm like, Well, no. Like Nickelback people like just like it's like a joke now. It's not actually people don't actually hate their music. Like they're really good. They're going on tour again, so obviously people like their music. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. It's not just an ironic Anymore, yeah, I like think a couple of us girls are actually going to go travel down to a Nickelback oh, concert. Nice. So I'm pretty, 
excited. What, what what Nickelback song is in the pregame? And did you Burn have it to the ground? Burn it to the ground. Were you? Did you have your hand in that? Or I was, was a strong advocate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we just uh, want to thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate you doing this. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, and best of luck this weekend. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh yeah, it's too pretty. I think it's might be spoiled. I got oh, another toothpaste. Mm. You got toothpaste? Mm. Pretty minty. Pretty minty. Yeah. Nice. Hey, it doesn't taste bad. I don't know. It tastes fine. Everyone came out unscathed. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> another episode of Dinos Unfiltered. This time we've got Dinos Wrestling on on tap. Welcome to the show. Great Thank Chambers. You. So you're a little nervous, I understand, today. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> How come? I've never done one of these before, actually. So. But you listened to the previous episode with your teammates on it, mm-hmm. and we were chatting off air that you might have been more nervous for this than you were for Canada West. I don't know if I should <laughs> disclose that, but yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess the, the first thing we should talk about is what an amazing weekend both the men's and women's team had Canada West championships, especially for the women's team. So just want to get into that a little bit. Uh, how how cool was it to just dominate on home turf, especially here at the Jack? Um, it was a really, really neat experience. Um, I've never hosted um, a big tournament like that before. And Canada West is my favorite tournament by far. Um, youth sport is really special, but Canada West, I think, is special in its own way, just because um, it's kind of the first time that the the team comes together as a real team. Um, usually, there's more emphasis on like the individual side of wrestling. So, um, yeah, it was really really special to kind of experience that and like win Can West on your home turf, like you said. Do you have like team bonding moments before Can West ca- happens, or like a team dinner? Like what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think throughout the year um, we do, but um, Can West is um, one of the first times where. Um, your entire focus is the dual meet. Mm. Um, typically, uh, when we do kind of imitations of dual meets, or we do it like the night before a big tournament. Um, so, uh, Can West is the first time where we're completely focused on the dual meet and not what comes afterwards, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and it's it just comes down to you and your team like rooting for that that banner, which we haven't brought home in. Um, I think it's been four years. Um, my first time winning a banner, so it was really cool. Pretty special. Mm-hmm. Individually, though, how how did that match go for you? Obviously, you won that one, but mm-hmm. um, was it a pretty easy, pretty easy match to win? If you can say that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can really say that about wrestling, uh, honestly. Yeah, you can. Talk easy, to Amy. But oh, <laughs> yeah, twenty seconds in, um, I was actually really really nervous going in uh, to the weekend. I think uh, I wrestled. I only had two matches, um, but I had wrestled those girls previously. Um, and I, I knew I could beat them, but it was just a matter of performing under that pressure. Um, I was actually the last women's dual meet, which was terrifying, honestly. Um, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, hmm, I think I was more nervous to, to compete for Can West than I was to do this podcast just because, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's a lot of pressure, like being the last women's duel. Um, you know, it's, uh, it was a, it was a close, um, duel with the, uh, Saskatoon team as well so it kind of came yeah. down to um like only a few points so to win that um and then finally win the banner was really cool 
So last time we were chatting with your teammates, Amy and John, there was a lot of hate for the Red Gym. <laughs> um, what was it like wrestling in the Jack this time around? Um, I guess, I think it's maybe my second time competing in the Jack. Um, first time, I think, is a dyno. And I just think there's more hype to it. You know, you have the big bleachers. Um, sometimes, I don't know if I should say this, but sometimes wrestling kind of gets put to the side a little bit. Um, yeah. And it was really cool that we had the whole gym and the main focus was wrestling. And people walking by um, could see it. Typically, I mean, we're in the dungeon. Um, we call it, like our wrestling yeah. room, we call yeah. it a dungeon. We're literally in the basement all the time. So to be able to move from that dungeon to the main gym, um, that's pretty cool. And your get, or the, our guest previously uh, for wrestling, they mentioned that the red gym has a particular smell to it. Is that <laughs> true? And if it is, how would you describe it in a couple Ooh. words? Um, if I were to describe it, I would say it, uh, I would say it kind of smells like our little dungeon. <laughs> so not ideal. Um, yeah, there's definitely a smell to it. But when you pack that many athletes into one gym and that many spectators, I feel like that's to be expected. <laughs> it's just a bigger locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Locker honestly. room. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Old building and yeah, not mm -hmm. good ventilation. So, um, you had talked about how wrestling is just this sport that almost operates in the dark. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you end up going into wrestling and being introduced to the sport and taking it seriously? Um, actually, it's kind of a funny story um, how I started wrestling. I had a friend who joined our high school wrestling team. Uh, at the time, there was about three athletes, and um, she just didn't have a partner. And so she came up to me one day and was like, hey, like, uh, I have some tournaments coming up. Can you just come in and um, be my partner, I guess? And so I joined it on a whim, just as a training partner, and I ended up really liking it. And I remember there was one more tournament left, and they were like, well, you've been training for two weeks, like, you know two moves, like, why don't you join this tournament? Um, so I did, and I actually had to wrestle my teammate and use those two moves that I learned. Um, and we laugh about it now, but at the time it was really traumatizing because... I beat her, and I remember it was just like, oh my gosh, like, I really like this sport. Like, it's so intense. Um, there's really no comparison. Um, I grew up doing team sports, and it was the first time where you kind of have to step up and rise to the occasion, I guess. Um, it's all on you, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah so. What other sports did you play before you kind of just started to focus on wrestling? Uh, I was a big soccer player, actually, yeah. Um, and then in high school, I kind of had to make a decision. Um, and so I guess I chose wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Winning's fun too. Yeah. <laughs> Winning is ideal. Yeah. <laughs> but what about wrestling itself? Like what, what made you fall in love? You said you mm -hmm. liked it pretty much almost right away. Mm -hmm. I actually think, um, coming into university, the sport changed a lot for me. Um, in high school, I felt like I, uh, almost like peaked, I guess. Like I did really well in high school. And I had I kind of had to like relearn to love wrestling um, as a rookie, especially because all of a sudden I was losing everything, mm. and I kind of had to realize that oh, like I don't love wrestling because I'm winning, but because I actually like the sport. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything you do in particular 
uh, different than your teammates in terms of how you prepare for a match? Like, do you have any like mm -hmm. weird superstitions? You're pretty <laughs> by the book in that sense. Um, well, I definitely don't put on Justin Bieber and just <laughs> chill like oh, John man. does. Yeah. Um, I would actually say like um, bouncing off of the earlier podcast with Amy and John. I think I'm a mix between the two. Um, everyone kind of has their own little uh, routine, but uh, similar to Amy, I guess I have. Uh, these mantras that I say to myself to kind of help me relax, but I know that if I'm too focused and too uptight that I won't perform. So it's kind of, I guess, trying to balance the two emotions, yeah. So we had talked about how Amy won her match in 21 seconds. <laughs> yeah. What's the fastest you ever won yours? Ooh. Any match. Any match. Um, yeah, maybe in high school, but I don't think it was 21 seconds. It was probably more like 40, but... Under a minute's decent, right? Yeah. 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 Walk me through that. Was it just like a clean takedown and pin? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, in, in high school, I, I was kind of a one-trick pony. I had this oh, yeah, one move yeah, that right. I would always do, and um, it was a throw, and so I'd kind of just every match do the same thing. <laughs> I mean, <they're laughs> and it worked. Mashing <laughs> B on the controller. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. get into some mailbag. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Um, we'll start with this one. Um, apparently, you have the reputation of being a really bad baker. Ooh. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> um, depends who you ask. Um, if you live with me, your answer might be yes. Mm. Um, but if you've eaten my quiche, I think the answer would be no. Grace is a good baker. That's the one thing I can make. <laughs> it's, funny, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the quiche because the, the anonymous source that gave mm. me this info... <laughs> happens to mention the quiche and they said that it's pretty bad in quote ha, ha like in quotes wow so, oh man wow. that's that's too funny it's a opinion thing there <laughs> but what uh, what do you put in your quiche though like is it like a broccoli um Ham? no just, i guess just your go-to like eggs and you know what? I think I know who it is. <laughs> oh, boy. She's and, just rattled right yeah, now. And I, mean. I think that it's because I put dairy in it. Mm. And um, if it's the person I'm thinking of, he's lactose intolerant. And, mm. Or he says he is. Yeah. So maybe that's why. <laughs> Calm that out, too. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so talking to John in the other podcast, he revealed that he's a very big prankster on the team. <laughs> Has he gotten you with anything yet? And can you reveal that? Ooh. This question's really throwing me off because he does little things. Um, I guess this is more a general thing than a specific story, but uh, I'm really bad at detecting sarcasm. Um, and as you guys know, he's a very sarcastic individual. Yeah. Um, so lots of times the things that he says, it goes like right over my head. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, one story, this didn't happen to me, but it happened recently, and I was with him. Um, and... Like, with wrestling, you get all sorts of skin infections and stuff. And um, we have this Lamisil cream that you use to treat it. And it's a topical cream. You put it over top. Um, this comes into play later. And this this new girl on the team, um, she had a skin infection. And he was like, oh, yeah, you can use my cream. Um, but you eat it. You don't put it on your skin. So and so for about 10 minutes, <laughs> she believed him. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like I'll go home and I'll, I'll eat it and it'll go away. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Luckily, after 10 minutes, he was like, okay, don't eat it because yeah. you might get sick. Um, but it was pretty funny. 
That's awesome. It's kind of a rapid fire question, but mm-hmm. your favorite wrestling related movie? Ooh. Um, probably like Foxcatcher. I feel like there's not a lot of wrestling movies out there, but Foxcatcher, the wrestler. With Channing Tatum. There's Maybe that's a, why. There's one with Ryan Gosling. I think Half Nelson it's called. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. then Nacho Libre. Oh, right. Everyone's Nacho favorite. Libre is a classic. No, that yeah. doesn't. I haven't, I haven't seen that. That's them, a Jack Black one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Have to it's check probably, it out. It, don't it's, waste it's your time. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't even know if you'd want to talk about this, but this was given to me. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Please don't um, hate. But we were um, encouraged to have you share with your most recent date. <laughs> Oh. Or the most recent date that you went on. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened, specifics? Grace? Um, <laughs> I know who said this one. Um, it went well, yeah. Ate lots of pasta. Um, Did you actually eat it, though? Yeah, actually. I feel because like <laughs> from what I have been oh. told, <laughs> you accidentally spat your food back up all over the table and on your date. <laughs> That might have been true. <laughs> so was it because of the food or did was a funny uh, joke said? I, I'll or have what to happened? tell you the full story. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I went on this date and I was in the middle of eating and he was talking. He was telling me a story and the food was really hot and my mouth was burning. And, like, if I was with somebody that I knew super well, I would probably just, like, spit it out and be yeah, like, Yeah, oh back my. on the plate or whatever. You know, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're not um, being judged. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that was not the case. I was sitting there panicking. My tongue is burning. Um, and he was like, are you, are you okay? And I just, like, started laughing. And then I kind of snorted. And then, yeah, anyways, food went everywhere. It was just a really embarrassing experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's we've we've all had those moments, <laughs> those embarrassing Absolutely. moments. Don't worry, yeah. 100%. But this is your episode, so that's why you get to tell the story. Oh yeah. yay! I get to be known as the girl who spits her food out. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, we need the, to have like a, a splash radius when we're around Grace Chamber. Yeah, that's, exactly. <laughs> that's why we're actually behind like a screen right yeah. now. Well, <laughs> it's not the first time. Like I feel like there's lots of stories about that. Um, this one's kind of funny. Okay. Uh, nationals two years ago, I was wrestling this girl, and I was pinning her. And she was trying to say something to me, but obviously I wasn't listening because I was like, I'm going to win. They called the match and I looked down and I realized that she was trying to say the word puke. And she, yeah. So anyways, I didn't make it out in time and she puked all over me. So it must be a common theme with me. (laughs) Oh, that's awful. Like, that is so bad. <laughs> yeah, that was an experience. You're in tight quarters though, right? Like mm-hmm. what are you, what else are you going to do? Yeah, and yeah. you're going to win. Is yeah. it common for like wrestlers that are going against one another to say something to each other? Like you must have been weirded out. Like what, yeah, what's you trying to a say? A little bit. Like, but the, I guess the funny part is like wrestling is a really small community. So I actually did know the girl that I was wrestling. Um, so, I mean, it was gross, but like... She came and talked to me afterwards, and like at first we were like, "Oh, this is nasty," but you know it's been a couple of years, and now we laugh about it. But right. Definitely an experience for sure. Like, I don't think many sports can say that. So. <laughs> That's insane. Well, on that note, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up yeah. here. Thank you so much for doing this, and uh, good luck this coming weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
pear. What one did I get again? Oh, I got the juicy. I got the juicy pear. Oh, I got the dead fish. Yeah. <laughs> That's awful, isn't it? Now the fish is kicking in, huh? Yeah, <laughs> really it's, bad. It's a lake kicker. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's down the hatch. I'm not chewing that for another second. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Mason Foreman from yeah. Men's Basketball Welcome joining to the show, us. Mason. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so I guess we should start with. So this is going to be a stupid question. I'm sure you right. get it a lot. But how is the weather at six seven? Uh, I mean, <laughs> or you should say. I'm six seven. Okay. Six seven. It's okay. uh, it's six, it's six good. eight with shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good. No, it's it's probably the same as you guys. Just <laughs> no, it's not. No. You're different down here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, my girlfriend always says she thinks on the same. She's the same height as me, but, and she said, oh, it's perfect up down like the same height as me. So, I don't know. I don't know. How well do you do on planes? Planes. Yeah. Uh, they suck. I, the leg room is terrible. And I always get put with either like Brett or Edwin, like right beside me. So it's like, we always have the least amount of room possible on the plane. So, and even arm space, like who takes up a lot of arm space on the plane? Like, yeah. So like me is and it Edwin, Brett? Br- yeah, Brett probably. And then Edwin. And then like, it's, it's not the best seating arrangement on the plane, but <laughs> to end off on this topic, what is your least favorite thing about being a tall guy? Aside uh, from the whole plane legroom stuff. I don't know. Probably like when you go to amusement parks and stuff and you can't ride the rides. Because <laughs> like, I'm a thrill seeker, so I like doing <laughs> all that stuff. And when they say, oh, sorry, you're too tall. I'm like, come on. <laughs> so I've never actually thought about that. I've always I, I know. My mind's being blown right now. The, uh, I've always I'm complained like, the other way because I yeah. couldn't get on a ride till I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> Short people problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell me about your start in basketball. Was there... Someone, maybe in the NBA, who you like looked up to and were like, mm-hmm. "Man, I wanna, I wanna play this sport." Yeah. Well, actually, both my parents played like university and professional basketball. They played for Team Canada and stuff. And I kind of just—it's kind of dumb that's brought in the sport onto me. But like when I was younger, like they didn't say you only, you have to play basketball because we played. It's like I played hockey till I was fourteen, fifteen, and then I started playing basketball. And I just decided to play basketball because in my my mind, it's like, oh, my parents played. Now it's like, okay, well, I should start playing with maybe because I'm tall now. And when I was younger, I was shorter and I wasn't as tall and same height as my friends. So hockey was kind of the more reasonable. And I lived in a hockey town, too. Where, where are you from? Uh, East Selkirk, Manitoba. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, Probably have half the Bison's men's hockey teams from there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like... Like, small town, hockey town, and just kind of all my friends played and just decided to play there. And then when I hit 15, I was like, coaches were calling to see if I was playing basketball. And I was like, you know what? Let's just give it a try. And, you know, I, I did, and it ended up good. I got a scholarship and stuff, so it all works out the best. Was it easy for you to step away from hockey, though? Because you were saying, again, all your friends are doing yeah. it. Like, you don't want to just abandon <laughs> that, right? Yeah. Uh, it was tough. It was tough. I mean, the first year was obviously the toughest year because um, mm. – it was my passion until then, and then basketball became my passion after that. After that year, uh, being away from hockey and playing basketball, I realized that basketball is a lot better and just, you know, it's more fun to play, I guess. And yeah. What part of basketball did you first become good at? Like, what was the easiest th- easiest thing for you to pick up? Uh, probably rebounding. I, I would assume, like, just because it's your it's physicality when you rebound. It's not really. And with hockey, you're like you're hitting and you're, mm-hmm. it's a physical sport. So you're used to playing with a body on you or whatever, yeah. right? So yeah. 
rebounding kind of was my first thing that came to, and then I guess after that, I probably maybe went with shooting or something like that, and just everything came after that. And when you started playing basketball, you mentioned, you know, kind of switching between hockey and basketball, that mm -hmm. you were the same height as your friends, and then you switched over. So when you made that switch, did you suddenly just have a big growth spurt, and then you made yeah. that transition easier? Yeah, or my, yeah my last year of hockey was kind of like, uh, I was... I hit my first growth spurt, so I was about 6'4 at the time, and like on skates, I was like 6'6 six, six and like a 15, it's a big, yeah. and I, was, I wasn't defense, I was a centerman too, mm -hmm. so that's a big centerman, so <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, you'd uh, be like the, t like one of the tallest players in the NHL oh, right yeah, now, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, no, and then I, I, I went over, and then I hit my next growth spurt in like grade 11, grade 10-ish, and then, yeah, I kind of just kept growing a little bit here and there and then I think I'm done growing now but, so yeah I just w wanted to quickly touch on this uh, more from my own my own curiosity mm -hmm. but you had just mentioned that you're colorblind yeah how did that um did that affect you when you were playing hockey at all and then now basketball uh no not really I'm it's more if the, the colors are like really similar mm -hmm. is when I really don't know the colors and it's just uh I mean, everyone on my team makes fun of me and stuff like that, and all my friends have made fun of me ever since <laughs> they found out I had it. So, um, but it's just uh, I don't know. It hasn't really affected me because I can see I can see the main colors. I would I would say, like blue and purple are my really bad ones. And like I said, it's when it's similar colors that's when it's it's like I'm just it's a guessing game. Right. And out of curiosity, because you said you get chirped for it, yeah. like what's what's a chirp? towards you that you can admit it's like hey that's pretty good <laughs> uh well so like i can say this my first year um who was my girlfriend or or andrew either said the wall the wall's purple and i'm like <laughs> looking at it like what the like it's not purple so like i right away snapchatting everyone it's the wall purple it's the wall purple and it was all my friends from back home and of course my friends from back home all my best friends were saying oh yeah it's purple like it's purple oh. yeah and then and then finally, like, <laughs> finally someone said, and I Snapchatted, said, no, it's, it's great. I'm like, you guys are... <laughs> 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 you need new friends, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's take a minute to chat a little bit about how you ended up at the Athlete Institute Basketball mm -hmm. Academy uh, in, in Ontario there. Um, well, I, I first went to uh, Bergen Catholic in New Jersey, and then it just didn't work out there my first year, and just... It wasn't like a good fit, and then I went back home and just I was gonna, I was just gonna be in high school my my grade twelve year just at a regular high school in Manitoba, and then my club coach got a call from the athlete institute saying they they would like want me to come out for just to like to see what I'm like and stuff. So I went out there and they saw me and then they they said come on down whenever you if you want to come come they come play for us and yeah. Like, so. did you have, like, an intense tryout, or... Yeah, so, like, when I first flew down, it was kind of, like, my tryout, I would say. Like, okay. they kind of just looked at my skills and stuff, and... Right, because they don't take just anyone, right? Yeah, so they kind of just... They saw, it, like, they kind of looked at my skills and saw that I was, like, pretty decent, and then they gave me a call back. My, my club coach from before, I went to Bergen, and uh, said, yeah, he can tell them they can come, and, uh, and I decided, yeah, let's do this. It's probably my best interest to go, and... It was, um, it made my, my game better. It made like me better as a person, I would say. And yeah, so. 
Did you uh, happen to run into Jamal Murray at any point or Thon Maker? I know those guys yeah. graduated years before yeah. you, but... Uh, no, my, when I was there, actually, they retired their jerseys, but uh, they didn't make an appearance when they did that, so... Awesome. So getting in, we'll get into some of the mailbag yeah, questions. Yeah, we're tight on time. We don't want to keep you too long, so no, you got to right. be somewhere. So I'll start with, um, with this one. And you're here today wearing a Bud Light hat. Um, I wonder if that has any significance because I was told by an anonymous source that I should ask you about your travel hat. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's the story with that? Well, it actually, like, so this past spring, I, I, I found this hat at the, we were playing men's league. I found this hat, and I was like, you know what, I'm starting to dig the hats. And I ended up losing it. So then what happened was I went to... Uh, I went to Value Village. Oh, it's a great place yeah. to find hats. It's, it's, it's a great place. So I went there. I was just looking for like just a normal hat, you know, whatever. And I saw this Coors Light hat. I was like, you know what? I think I think I got this one. So then I got it, and that one uh, is, has been retired now. <laughs> and now it's you've the, softened on Coors Light. Yeah, You're Bud Light guy now. Now, now it's on back to Bud Light. But uh, I got. Uh, I got a new hat for Secret Santa from uh, Tezo, and he gave me a Canadian Molson. So, nice. Uh, it's uh, now I gotta switch it up. So, <laughs> I have between this hat and the uh, Molson Canadian. So, that's yeah. awesome. Speaking of beverages, I needed to ask you. This is uh, actually from David Kapinga, okay. and he he said to mention about a game against Brandon is mm-hmm. when you started drinking a can of Coke before every game. Yeah. I've I've been doing that for a while, but like since I was little, even before like when I was playing hockey, I would do that. And but there's like Dan's speech that has something to do with it too, right? Yeah. Like, so like right after there? his speech, it was like he'd leave, and then I'd crack her open, and then <laughs> that's when everyone first saw me do it. That was in Brandon. Oh, I see. And uh, like I was doing it all year before, like before that. But like they all saw, they were like, "What are you doing? Like, we got a game going on." I was like, "No, it's, it's my thing. I do this. Um, I don't do that anymore because it's got too expensive." So. <laughs> Can't buy the wholesale from Costco. Yeah, really? no, <laughs> can't make my way there. It's too far. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if I could, I would. It's just it's my it's been my thing since I was little, but mm. it just got too expensive. So when you were first caught, so to speak, drinking the coke, like yeah. before this, were you kind of like just like, you know, you behind a towel or something, you're chugging a coke, or like did you just no, you like, always did it the same way, and someone finally noticed? Yeah, it was it was kind of the same way, but I was sitting like I was like kind of like the center of attention in the Brandon locker room when I did it, because I was sitting on the floor and everyone was on the bench, and I just I was like had my headphones in listening to music and uh, just cracked open and I was just like staring because like and then everyone just kind of stared at me and I was like oh guys I do this all the time and then, like obviously they're all laughing, cause, but yeah. Uh, a couple more questions for you. We don't want to keep you too much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told to ask you about your frequent uh, broken noses. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh, I've had. What was my first? I've I think I've had four broken noses. I've had three here at UFC. I had one when I was younger, and it was my first one. I it was I broke my cartilage, so I can't never have it straight ever again. And. Uh, so that was that was my first one. Then I came here last year. Last year, actually, UFE who were playing this weekend, the one of the guys on the team came down with an elbow like straight on my nose, oh, and it just man. it cracked. So yeah. I had to sit out that game because I had to get it rebroken before I could play. And then um, then this summer, I was just I was running down the court and I ripped through and 
Simon was right there and it went right into his shoulder and just destroyed. Just cracked over again. <laughs> so after that one, I didn't get rebroken back. I just decided, ah, screw it. It's probably going to get broken again anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching you play and you had the plastic mask yeah. on. Yeah. Is that yeah. still a thing or not? Like No. Like I only wore it. I hate it. I actually hated the mask. Okay. Um, the first one I had, I couldn't even see. I couldn't see through it. It was like double vision. Right. There's the, and then coach got me like a custom made one, which was a lot better, but it's still just having it on my face. Just, it just didn't feel like I was playing like myself. It, Do you remember was, when Rip Hamilton wore it like the entire that's season? His, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I was trying to rack that's, my brain, but yeah. It's actually like, why would you do that, right? Yeah, I don't know. I because like the 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 moment you could get it off, you're like, that's <laughs> yeah, it's coming yeah, off. Yeah, it's coming off. I wanted to. I actually wanted it off for uh, semis, but they the AT said oh, no. Mm. You got to keep it on for what one week longer. So yeah, yeah. I guess uh, we'll end it on this question mm-hmm. again. Thank you so much for taking quick uh, fifteen minutes with us yeah, today. No problem. Um, Spike ball is obviously a big thing with your team. Yeah. We've all, every basketball guest we've had, yeah. we've asked about spike ball. So I just want to know uh, where do you stand on it and who is the worst on the team at spike ball? Hmm. I imagine you, you have a pretty good advantage just being 6'7. Yeah. So. yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, like spike balls. Like, I love spike ball. Yeah. I first found out about this summer when uh, I was playing in, like, in the backyard with like, Jackson and like um, Taya and Hallie and stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, like we played it in the Virgin Islands and like, it was like kind of like a team event thing whenever you go into the beach, but like the worst spike ball player on our team, it's a tough one. I, I don't even know. Actually, I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. I don't want to sewer anyone right now. No, I, I, <laughs> I can't even like think of it. Like everyone would go really hard. That's the thing. How would you assess your performance? I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I like I dive over everywhere on the sand and would pop it up some here and there, but the lateral movement is pretty good. Yeah. Lateral <laughs> fluid <laughs> hips. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. But um, I actually the, the, the worst player. Uh, it's not. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. You're a good teammate. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. I thanks, really appreciate it. No problem. Cheers, Holmes. Cheers. Okay. We got booger again. Butter. I got lucky. I got peach. Butter popcorn. I don't even chew We're it good. anymore. I just swallow it <laughs> right away. That's not fair. Are you supposed you to get crack the flavor? Tasting, man. Strategy. Strategy. We've done too many of these. Yeah, this is our like, fourth one today. So. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Brent Steven from Track and Field, Cross Country, whatever you want to call it. I, never in my life will I do Cross Country. I did it once and it was the worst experience of my life. It was also six weeks after heart surgery, so I was so out of shape. Wow. <laughs> so that's why it was so traumatic. Like, your first, you know, test back, and it's just a nightmare. Yeah, I had to do 8K, and I had, like, four weeks of training under my belt, and that was it. My coach was like, Brent, we just got to see if you're going to die or not this season. So I didn't, but I, I, I remember stopping in the race. I'm like, oh, this is awful. And some girls, like, jogged by, and they're just like, keep going. I'm like, I'm a 400-meter runner. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I finished. I wasn't happy, and then I went to Taco Bell after, and that was gross. So. What's your go-to at Taco Bell? Just curious. I feel like that's a that's a uh, tricky decision, like post heart surgery as well. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I I don't really know. I just sort of look at the pictures and I'm like, yeah, I'll have that one. But like the the octagon looking thing. Yeah, yeah, that thing's great. I get a couple tacos, and then I keep trying like soda. I'll get like Mountain Dew or something with it. 
but I drink it so rarely that it just makes me feel sick, but I enjoy it the whole time. <laughs> That's amazing. And we'd be remiss not to mention, in addition to being a track and field athlete, you are also heavily involved with the Dino's production staff in terms of videography. You've done pretty much every sport you can do except your own at this point. You've done the Crochelle Classic, all this stuff. So I'm kind of curious, um, how did you initially get into this? Was it kind of just a passion project and you put your name out there? Uh, so I actually went to SAIT for technically three years, but the program I actually finished was only two years. So I did uh, new media production and design at SAIT. Nice. Uh, as a two-year program, and then I transferred over here because there's a two plus two yeah. option, as they call it. So we, so we have three... All of us said that. All of us went to SAIT at some point. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So I got into that, and I was doing my practicum, and I wanted to do sports. I knew that much, and I had you know a bunch of camera equipment. So I just started shooting out a bunch of emails. I contacted like MRU... Uh, I contacted the uh, Calgary Flames Entertainment Group and the Dinos. Right. And actually, I, I think I emailed Ben first, but I misspelled his email and it bounced back. But I had a bunch of spelling mistakes, so it turned out fine. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, let's try Lance. Uh, so I, I got connected with him and he's like, yeah, we could use someone like you to do all this sort of stuff. So um, last this time last year, I started doing a whole bunch of stuff. The Crow Child Classic was my first experience with the Dinos production side and all that. And then um, at the end of my practicum, I was just like, you guys want to hire me? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, yeah. Um, yeah, I took that as an excuse to then go buy even more camera stuff. Of course. So What's fun. your favorite sport to shoot? Oh, football, hands down. Oh. I absolutely love football. I'm a huge fan. My dad's actually Mark Steven. He does the play-by-play for the Stamps. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. why you wow. have such a great radio voice. Yeah. That's what I keep hearing, yeah. yeah. And yeah. a lot of people are always like blown away and like, oh, that's your dad. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> My dad's cool. Hell yeah. So yeah, I absolutely I, I love football and I like I, I wanted to get involved with it. I was hoping I could do that stuff in my practicum, which I, I didn't because I started in January. So yeah. What's the most challenging sport to shoot? Oh, it's gotta be f- uh field hockey or volleyball. Hmm. It's like man in field hockey, it, it just changes so quick and I can't really run down the field. And volleyball just moves so fast. Right, yeah. So yeah, I've, I'm putting together some of the videos for the volleyball year-end right now, and I'm having having a bit of a hard time finding good clips. Nice. I'll see a lot of nationals then, I guess. Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll He'll catch me there, there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's already planned this out, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, sweet. He'll be in the broadcast booth and everything. So. I think we're actually going to go courtside. Oh, that's actually that's yeah. actually tight. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have to brainstorm. You'll have to get, get, my, get my good side. Get some good B-roll. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. Um, yeah, there's one thing I wanted to ask about quickly, like just in your whole experience working with the Dinos as, as a videographer, was there a specific moment throughout this year and a bit where you kind of had to check yourself and was like, I'm actually here right now, like doing this? Because like, we, for, for what it's worth, you know, just as an outsider, like seeing your work, like it's really good work. Like oh, it's not you. just like, you know, some 13-year-old making a crappy compilation like it's really well thought out so i'm kind of curious was there a moment where you're like like wow like i'm i'm here right now hey they sent me out to the vanier cup which was hands down i think the the moment where i'm like whoa i'm a professional at this <laughs> yeah. like i did you know i was doing a bunch of work for them leading up to that and uh but no going going there was just nuts i remember lance texted me and he's like hey brent you want to go to the vanier no promises and i'm like well he said no promises so i'm just gonna assume it's not gonna happen don't get your expectations up and then next thing I know, Ben texts me. He's like, I don't remember what he said, but he's like, what would you prefer, a night flight or during the day? And I'm like, oh, we might actually be going, but I still held it down. And then uh, next thing I know, there are tickets in my inbox with my name and then David's name. I'm like, oh, I made it. If wow. David's going and I'm going, that must mean I'm very, very important. I'm very good, I guess. So it was either that, it was probably then 
then or when I got my first like media pass for the uh, uh, for for was it foot the first football game I did kickoff. I'm like, oh, look at this. I'm on the sidelines of McMahon and all this. <laughs> it's legit. Yeah. yeah. And you have a pretty interesting connection with the lead photographer here, David Mall, yeah. that we just talked about. First off, both of you work in London Drugs with, with another part-time job, right? Yeah. And and you're, you're neighbors with him or you live pretty close to him? Yeah, I live about six blocks with him or oh, six blocks away from him. I was just out going for a run one day and I just you know went on my usual route and there he is just unloading his big Pelican cases and I'm just like... It's your house right there. And he's like, oh, yeah, you live close by. And I'm like, well, just down that way. So it was kind of funny. I really didn't expect to see him there. And I've, I've jogged that route hundreds of times over the years. And I've, I've never seen him unloading or anything. But yeah, saw him like twice in two weeks. And and, kind of funny. And quickly, just what's it like getting to know him and work with him? Because, you know, before he got into the dinos, he was a very well-known street photographer, all that kind of stuff. So have you learned anything in that sense from him? And, you know... He, he's a beauty, first off, I can say. He's such a cool dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, I never really knew David before coming here. Like, I was told, I knew of him, I guess, because he works at London Drugs. My manager used to work with him, and she's like, oh, yeah, there's a guy that works at this store that does the stamps as well. I'm like, yo, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten to know much of his past outside of that, but he's a cool guy. I didn't know what to expect, because, like, sometimes he looks he looks stern sometimes, so I'm like, yeah, he's going to be nice. He's intense. Yeah. No, he's real cool. You know, he, he, likes his, he likes his camera gears. We have good chats about cameras and all that. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I like him. Um, he gets some good angles, so I look through some of his photos. I'm like, that's where I'm going next game when he's on the opposite side of the court. Right. Yeah. That's nice. a good thing to learn, for sure. Yeah. Right. He might come to Nationals with us for a track. That's so exciting. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. so you like need him there. You need him yeah, there. Yeah, put a awesome. couple of videos on the Dino's Instagram page, and that's like the most media we've gotten in a little while. So yeah. the team's excited. Now we yeah. get David. Yeah. Twice as cool. <laughs> that's amazing. They're all, they also asked me to shoot video and stuff at Can West and at Nationals. So that's going to be a, a bit of work because I do a lot of events, and I've already qualified for Nationals in the 600, and there's a good chance to go for the 4x4 and the 4x8, and they might stick me on the 4x2. So, Is it hard to... Just stay mentally focused, though, because you're, again, kind of going as an athlete and a member of the media, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it is. We'll have to see how it pans out yeah. with, uh, with doing media work and running there. Um, I haven't found, I haven't gotten distracted much so far. Like, I'll, I'll be, I'm, I'm able to, like, shoot a couple of clips, put my stuff away, get focused, and then go and warm up. So right. it has, hasn't been an issue to come up so far. I, I'm kind of curious, like, to touch on a bit of a, you know, dicier subject with you. Leading up to the Vanier, you know, putting out some of your work, you actually had some of your work, I don't want to say stolen, but it was posted without any accreditation of the sort. So, you know, I'm very curious what that feeling was like, you know, to be, obviously you're very proud of your work and rightfully so, but, you know, suddenly you go on Twitter and you see something <laughs> that's like, like, that's mine. Like, and so I'm kind of curious, like what was going through your head when that whole thing shook down? I was a little salty, but I knew that I made it yeah. <laughs> at that point. People are ripping off my stuff and uploading it on their Instagram page and trying to build their brand based off, off of my work. Then I must be doing something rel- pretty good, pretty relatively well. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of salt, but uh, Lance texted me. He's like, yo, look at this. And I'm like, that's mine right there. You didn't tell him to use it. And he's like, no, did you? I'm like, no. So yeah, they just like ripped it off of Instagram and yeah. put it up there, and that yeah. was kind of that. So he issued like a copyright takedown and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's amazing. A little bit of salt, but then then they're like, "Oh, we'll just put the credits, and it's fine." Yeah. So like, I checked the post again. They tagged me like credit at Carabans at Lemon Spread. I'm like, no. that's not how that works. Yeah. So <laughs> like, come on, man. But hey, I must be doing something right, I yeah. guess. So yeah. <laughs> can you take us through how you got the nickname Lemon Spread? 
it's honestly the most unexciting story you might have ever heard. But so I was at uh, Nationals in Montreal in 2014 for outdoor track. Mm. And we were all just kind of driving in the car. And I'm not like totally paying attention to the conversation. And we had an athlete that was allergic to like a million different things. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm also allergic to Splenda. And that's when I tuned into the conversation. I didn't know what it was at the time. And I'm just like, what's Splenda? This sounds like a brand of lemon spread. And like everyone just looks at me and they're like, what? And my coach is who's driving the car on like the highway or freeway or whatever in Montreal. Yeah. He's like looking at me. He's like, Brent, what the hell is this? <laughs> so then from then on, they just started calling me lemon spread. And I, uh, I figured I just changed my social media handles to that. So. I try to keep it consistent. So you got Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that. You can you, find me. You have to have the spread. branding all aligned, right? So, exactly. Yeah. You can't have all these different things. Yeah. You know? I still don't <laughs> know what lemon spread key. is. What is lemon spread? So it's like, you know, lemon meringue pie. Yeah. So there's that like lemon stuff on the inside. It's kind of like that, but okay. a little thicker and you just spread it on toast and it comes in a jar. Yeah. I imagine it's it was, it'd quality. be like the same as like Nutella, just oh, okay. but lemon right. flavored or lemon you know, as close as you can yeah, get. Yeah, it's, to it's softer. Yeah, you can yeah. like it. You could put it in lemon meringue pie. It's that consistency, not as thick as Nutella. So yeah, imagine Nutella, but like twelve degrees above room temperature. It's kind of liquidy, <laughs> but it still has some so- solidness to it. Yeah, man. Amazing. Do you have any final questions? Because we're at thirteen. Oh man. So yeah, I do have two questions. So there was a three hundred meter race that you were involved in, um, where it got pretty tight at the finish line and there was a self-inflicted concussion as oh, well yes what these happened? are my, take, these are take, my take. days at sate yeah so <laughs> 2018 acac championships coming down to the wire really pushing at the end and i have to lean to out dip the other guy and i out dipped him 0.01 second margin of victory acac record all that and uh, i lose my balance and i just i take like two three steps i'm like yeah let's just tank it so i went down and uh, i smacked my head on the ground Oh, no. This is not great. So, like, I didn't know at the time that I had a concussion. I found out. This was Saturday. I didn't find out until Tuesday. But, yeah, I had a concussion. I ran, like, a really, really bad 600 the next day. And then uh, I pulled it together for the 4x4. Four four, and I just joked with my coach. Uh, or not my, well, one of my coaches is my physiotherapist. So, I was just like, yeah, I felt like I just didn't really care for the 600. It was weird. Huh, maybe I got a concussion. He's like, hold on, Brent. He, like, puts his finger in front of me. And he's making me track it. And my eyes, like, jutting around. He's like... He's Australian. He's like, you're not quite right, mate. And I'm just like, what do you mean? He's like, look at your eye. Or he didn't say look at your eyes, but he's just like, dude, your eyes are all over the place. Oh, man. But outside of that, like, you didn't feel any, like, blurriness or dizziness or none of that? No, nothing. I just smacked my head and figured, ha ha, I smacked my head. But, like, it was a track, so I didn't think anything bad happened. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the only symptom I really knew was, like, the next day for my 600, like, I just, I honestly didn't really care how it went. I was just kind of like, ah, let's just get this over with. Right. So that was the only symptom, but I, I didn't even know there's a symptom of, of a concussion. <laughs> so the other question that I had here, or the other funny story that I needed to bring up was, there was this incident where you almost got into a car with a group of girls that were going skiing. <laughs> Did you get um, all these from Matt Travellini? Maybe. Ah, <laughs> yes. No, this is another excellent one. Um you know, I'll have to maybe filter out some details. After That's the fine. after yeah. the ACAC championships, uh, we couldn't go back to our hotel, but Lethbridge College could for some reason. So all their cards still worked, and they went up to the very top floor where there was a pool and everything. Quite a few lovely ladies from Lethbridge College. <laughs> Shout out Janelle. Um, so we all went up there, and we're just like, "All right, boys, let's 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 do it. Let's go." Say it's it's a lot of men. There were like three girls in the team, so okay. it was all the, all yeah. the boys. And we go up there. We're just like, "All right." Let's, Let's, let's find the girls. 
So uh, we went up there. We're all just sort of chilling. And um, I don't know. We're talking, having a good time, making some nice friends, some special friends. Yeah. And uh, one of them is just like, oh, we should go skiing or something. And I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. And like they were making like actual plans. Like, oh, we're going to go to like Lake Louise. Let's do it. And I actually looked in like ski rental and all that sort of stuff. I was very serious about this. And uh, Well, for context, you don't ski. No, I have no idea how to ski. I did it when I was like four or five, but I was so down. I was ready to just put it on the line. Yeah, anything to secure the bag. Anything to secure the bag. So, yeah. So, anyways, we like they actually made plans. We had a group chat going and everything. They were going to like drive through Calgary, go off to Lake Louise or whatever. And um, it just sort of fell through. Oh, I was actually pretty mad. I, yeah. I don't know how to ski, don't know how to snowboard, but I was, I was going to do it. Yeah. yeah. I was going to do it. Amazing. Well, we appreciate the effort you put into dating or finding a date as you do your videography. So, yeah, that's awesome. Thank They're you so much. They're both very high effort passions of mine. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for coming today. That's why Instagram is my favorite social media channel. <laughs> We'll just cheers it off and then we'll cheers. start. So, yeah. <laughs> cheers. cheers. <laughs> Stink bug. Again. I I can't tell with this one. It's a good one. This one tastes worse than the other one. I, think was, <laughs> I had stink bug earlier. No. Yeah. I think this is a coconut. That's how bad. Oh, I'd swallow that one. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> what did you get? It was a sweet one, whatever. Oh, you was. got the sweet one? Okay. Good. <laughs> Thank God. Strawberry banana smoothie. Nice. Bobby Joe Colburn from Women's Basketball joining us here on Dinos Unfiltered. Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank and this you. is not the first podcast that we've done before anyway. Yeah, that yeah. You, uh, you were the, uh, the choice to do a prospective student podcast, so this is, this is easy for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm used to it now. Yeah. How was Max as an interviewer? <laughs> it was good. It was fun. It was, I mean... Uh, it's pretty just, standard. Yeah, like, you just kind of talked about the team. Bobby Joe, this is Dino's so. Unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. You, you can sewer me if you'd like. This is how I get better. So. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. <laughs> you guys have had an incredible season so far. I just want to start out with this. Like, How intense were the games against U of S? We went there, and there was so much hype going into the game. Um, we were so excited to go, and we're like, yeah, like... We're going to show the country what we got, all this. Like, we've been behind them, like, all year kind of thing. And we got there, and we played so scared the first night. Mm. It was it was crazy. Like, how, you can't even explain it. Yeah, yeah, we were just, like, we were wide open, and we weren't taking open shots or anything, and nothing was dropping. We just had, like, no confidence in ourselves. And, um, and th- they definitely did punish us, but we we just really were on our back foot the whole game, did not play um, how we should have been playing. And then we, after our post game, we all huddled up and we were like pretty upset with the way we played because we embarrassed ourselves and we just didn't really prove what we, like what kind of a team we actually were right you're like this is not us yeah right? this is yeah. not us and we <laughs> we went for burgers as a team we went to fud ruckers i don't know if you heard of that yeah no i got the bacon i don't know what it was bacon okay cheddar how, how many fud ruckers locations are there in canada because it's that's, huge in the states yeah like it's rare yeah. up here wow yeah no, and it's funny because 
it, my so I have family in Saskatchewan. Okay. And I before we got in um, on Thursday, I was telling Damo about how like every time we would go visit my grandmother, we would go to Fuddruckers, and he's like, "What is it like a, a burger place?" I'm like, "Yeah, like best burgers ever." Oh. And then as soon as we got into the car, like after the Friday game, he's like, "Okay, what's that burger place?" What did I? Eat? And I was like, "Fuddruckers." We texted the group chat. We all go to Fuddruckers, and we all just get burgers, and and we were just kind of like, not like. Like, we just kind of, like, sat at the table and we're like, I can't believe we just got rocked by, like, <laughs> 30, like, kind of thing. And then... Um, Wait, time out before you go on to the next <laughs> one. But did Coach Damien then, did he change his stance on what Fuddruckers is after that experience? <laughs> yeah, well, he... At first, he was, like, burgers. Like, what's so, like... Yeah, it's yeah, like a diner yeah. kind of thing was just kind of, like... Yeah, he wasn't like, getting it the respect it deserves. Yeah, and he, yeah, no, I think everyone enjoyed it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, go. it was good. It okay, was good. okay. But no one on the team had ever heard of it ever, oh, except man. for Sasha, who's from Saskatoon. Right, yeah, wow. outside of people yeah, from Saskatoon, from Sas- yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, it was great. Everyone, I'm pretty sure, enjoyed their burger. <laughs> right. Anyway, but game two was a different story. You guys yeah. just... We, so... <laughs> Every team that we play, if you check our stats or synergy, whatever the coaches use, every team plays a zone against us because we just aren't very good at punishing the zone. So we had our meeting the next day, and Damo's like, we're going to shoot them into a man. Any shot that you're open, you're taking your shot. And like, I think that just really gave us the confidence to just, you know, green light, let's go, like kind of thing. Not that we didn't have the green light before, but it was just that extra, like, we can do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we went out and we shot the lights out and we put them in a game and yeah, it was a good game. Well, a green light after such a tough night before yeah. must have been nice just to say, yeah. you know what, like coach has our back. Like we, yeah. we got this. Yeah, exactly. Like knowing that we are able to just go ahead and play. Like if you miss that three point shot, it's not the big like end of the world kind of thing. Like you were told to shoot it. So, so I'm going to do something a little, off, off script, if you will, yeah. Off key, <laughs> yeah, off shoot. script. But I just wanted to interject with a little fan mail here. But going on against that weekend against U of S, I need to get you to explain your strategy for when you got face guarded. <laughs> okay, so we it was in the second half, I think, and the weekend before we saw that um, U of S was playing a box in one so we're like they're probably practicing it for us Mm -hmm. but we have like we're a deep team right we don't have a star player or anything so we were like who are they gonna box in one like just kind of confused like maybe just how the game goes kind of thing so Damo had um called like made a play that week going into it just kind of like preparing for it and and he called it corner so whoever was getting face guarded just kind of like screwed off to the corner of the court <laughs> and um the, and then we just play four on four like more space kind oh, of right thing. yeah yeah so <laughs> so <laughs> i i think it was i you know what it was in the fourth quarter so I, I inbound the ball and i come down and i just see um their best player yeah. face guarding me and i'm like here we go <laughs> like this is it and corner. then i'm like corner so then demo's yelling get in the corner get in the corner so i'm like <laughs> so i'm like kind of giggling and i'm like <laughs> so i'm kind of a dick when i play basketball <laughs> so i like start like i like was clapping in her face and i'm like telling her good d good d like kind of thing because she's just staring at me my team is playing four on four like yeah. so i'm like well i might as well have fun with it so then 
and I'm like telling her, I'm like, you guys got to get out of this defense. Like, seriously, um, we're about to score right here. Like, we're going to shoot this shot and it's going in. Bang, three. We go down on the other end. We play defense, get a stop. Then I'm on, I'm running. I run along the baseline and I'm like skipping along the baseline. <laughs> she's like still face guarding me, like so intense. Like she's, so she's actually from Latvia. And so she's like, but she's like, kind of scary but at that moment I was just so not scared of her (laughs) so I'm like skipping along the baseline like the girls on the bench not even paying attention to the game they're just watching (laughs) I'm like in the corner like still like still face guarding me I'm in the corner and she's like looking at me and you know like I I don't know how to describe it to like the people listening but you know like those football drills where people like like just shuffle their feet really fast and they move their hands and they're trying deking people out. So I'm on the baseline just like shuffling my yeah. feet and like, like fast feet, like right? fast yeah, feet yeah, just yeah. trying to like get her to like move out of position. And then, like she like totally fell for it, like kind of like fell for my jab and like, <laughs> and I'm still clapping in her face. And then um, one of our rookies, Maya, hit like a like a, a layup inside and like knocked the girl over, and I'm screaming and one her face, like not even like wasn't a foul, but I'm screaming in her face, and we come down again like for the third time, and I'm like seriously like I don't, do you want me to tell you it again like to get out of this defense like we're gonna score again, then Clara goes like I see her like getting into a shot rhythm I don't even look at the shot I just start walking back to half with like my three-point fingers in the air running back on defense already shot goes in and they call timeout or whatever <laughs> but yeah that was our strategy against the box <laughs> like you you touched on like was going to be one of my questions is that it's pretty well known amongst your coaches and teammates that you are a mean player to play against like <laughs> there's a lot of piss and vinegar there yeah so is that is that something that you would agree with or something more that you would just own like you, like definitely yeah. like, no like i no definitely i'm the person that okay, this, like, if someone's like, yeah, like, we should pick on her this game kind of thing, like, we can get in her head and she'll have a bad game, I'm like, okay, bet, like, I'm a, pl- like, untuck her jersey all game kind of thing, <laughs> like, like, I, like, and I know that, like, <laughs> that's unreal, and, like, then she'll, like, look at me and I'm like, come on, it's funny, like, you know, like, yeah. I'm just, like, having, like, I wouldn't say I'm, like, trying to, like, be mean, but I'm just, like, you're pissed. Yeah, You're like, pissed. and I have fun with it. Like, You're like the Patrick Beverly <laughs> yeah. of Canada West. That's great. Yeah. Is, is there something like, you know, untucking the jersey, whatever, that you've done that has gotten a particularly good rise out of someone or like a specific move that is your go-to in that sense? Because um, I'm sure you have a lot of things like that you've thought about, whether it's like pre-game <laughs> research or like... Pre-game research. You know, <laughs> I'm like watching highlights. No. Um, well, I've done like some things that like I'll get away with but then the other girl will get like a technical technical foul or something so like (laughs) i'll like say something to her or whatever and then like she like gets mad and offensive fouls me or whatever and i fall and then i'm like clapping on the ground and then she's saying something to ref and then she'll get an offensive foul and a technical foul (laughs) so and then like the team's just like here we go (laughs) like so i get a little carried away in that sense i'd say but were you always that type of player, even in uh, high school? Yeah, yeah. In high school, like I'd always like go for the big block and you know <laughs> clap in their face, like get that out of here. <laughs> but 
Yeah. <laughs> I just want to quickly bring it back to your high school days at mm-hmm. McMath. Yeah. Um, first off, I was doing a little bit of research. Why is it such a popular place to shoot films? Did you know this? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Steveston. Like, yeah. ga- like game tape and stuff? No, no, like, no, 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 no. actual movies. Oh, yeah. Like Schwarzenegger like film films. there. Yeah. In and the little town, Steveston is, um, it's just like a fisherman village. Like, it, oh. like, it's just like beautiful. Like, they didn't really modernize it, I guess, if that's even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they, they kept it the way it was, like, as a little village kind of thing. So. Right. I mean, it's like picturesque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have like the pier there, and there's a bunch of fishermen boats still. And I know exactly what street you're talking about. Um, Yeah, right in Steveston. Crazy. It just looks really cute. I guess. Um, And the other question I wanted to ask you back about your high school days: Mm -hmm. you played in the All Star Game. No, I didn't. So, actually, funny story, because I was supposed to play in the All-Star Game. Oh, so you're supposed to. I was supposed okay. to. Okay. You can use that. Good yeah. Save. Good save. I had a peanut allergy the night before, and I was in the hospital. <laughs> so that's why I didn't play. Oh, no. In the All-Star Game. Yeah. Okay. And I was obviously like, no, I'm playing, I'm playing. But mom's like, uh, you are very high on drugs. Like, <laughs> you're not playing in a basketball peanut allergy or what? Uh, no. I, when I was younger, I like had a lot of because another piece of fan mail I was supposed to ask you about was, was about <laughs> almonds. Actually, almonds. <laughs> How did you discover that you were allergic to almonds? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm allergic to a lot of things. Actually, <laughs> I'm that weird like <laughs> girl who's allergic to everything. <laughs> You're the one at restaurants, just like I'll take this. Yeah. But make sure you take this. this, yeah. this, this, and this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but um. Yeah, so actually, I thought I was only allergic to peanuts. That's right. And I was staying, it was in my first year, we were staying at, I was like billeting with Raina for the summer. And um, we had just like been eating almonds and stuff all day and like it was fine and like all week actually. Then one time in film, I was just snacking on my almonds, like no big deal. And we went to practice that day like after film and I just remember like running up and down the court like like I was like I am not this out of shape right now like what is going on like so you can breathe like like, I was just like like yeah I couldn't breathe (laughs) yes (laughs) I'm like trying to lighten it up but (laughs) yeah I couldn't breathe um and like my the first thing I feel is my ears like my ears just like feel huge you were like will smith in hitch yeah like my like because like there's not a whole lot of (laughs) like the ears started going big and then i was like oh god like oh no here we go and then i like went up to demo i was like so i think i'm having an allergic reaction he's like yeah you look a little blotchy did you look in the mirror did you do one of those oh he He was just kind of like um yeah, well, maybe go get some air outside yeah. kind of thing. Walk it off. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so I was actually 17 at the time. And um, one of our uh, managers, her name was Jen Lee. She was like, okay, um, let me just take you to the hospital. Like, you're still a child. Like, because I was under 17. She's like, the children's hospital is right there. Like, we can just go. So they took me in right away because with an allergic reaction, they obviously take you in right away and um yeah I was sitting on the bed and like my feet were way over because 
<laughs> I was a 17-year-old uh, yeah. at my exact height right now. <laughs> and, like, the, the nurse was just like, how old are you? Like, why are you at the children's hospital <laughs> kind of thing? And I was like, well, I'm 17. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how I found out. And then, yeah, another incident happened at um, – we were scrimmaging in the summer, too, and – I was like, okay, hey, I'll just, like, I don't know. I don't think it was the almonds. Like, I thought maybe, like, the almonds were cooked in peanut oil or something. Right. So I, like, had almonds again before practice. Um, like, we were scrimmaging, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, like, halftime of the scrimmage, and I'm, like, like, panting, running up and down. I'm like, I am not this out of shape. Like, right. I don't know what's going on here. And... It was, like, third quarter kind of thing, and I'm, like, noticing my ears swelling up, and, like, I had hives, like, little mini hives all over my, my arms and stuff, and I was, like, okay, I'm just gonna, like, drive myself to the hospital, like, whatever. <laughs> like, I just was, like, hey, guys, like, I'm gonna leave, like, I think I'm having an allergic reaction. They're, like, what? I'm, like, yeah, like, they're, like, shouldn't you call an ambulance? I'm, like, no, it's fine. I'll drive myself. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, uh, quite the ride. <laughs> Um, I, I guess we've got we've gotten to 18 minutes. Oh now, man! So okay. we don't we don't want to keep you too long, and we okay. we really do appreciate you, yeah. you know, yeah. bending your schedule for us. So we'll go to a bit of the fan mail before yeah. we go. Okay. Um, on on this podcast, we love to give the opportunity for our guests to plug something. Plug something. Yeah, like you know something you're proud of or working on, or something you want to you know show off to the rest of the world. And I think for you, it's probably going to be your dog Cooper. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really love your dog Cooper. So yeah. my my first question is: Does Cooper have an Instagram? No. Is that something you've ever thought about for your dog? I have thought about it because he's got some great content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely could do that. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, something that I am very proud of, and I should make an Instagram account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get those extra followers. And all yeah. That kind of stuff. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, another story we have to ask you about is there's a story that you once subbed yourself, subbed yourself back into a game after dislocating your finger. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a, the is figure that, I got what, taped up right, right now. now. Okay, so this was <laughs> this recent. Is this was recent. Yeah, we were. It was actually against Alberta um, the second night when we were home, and we were losing like the whole game basically. And I was defending one of their like big girls, like their post, and my arm just like got caught on her like jersey, and I just like looked down at my hand, and my fingers literally like pointing at my pinky oh <laughs> and <laughs> we always um one of the girls on the team we always actually do this little like joke scream like it's like a like a fake scream and like apparently when i did like dislocate it i just like did the scream and was just like <laughs> and then i just like ran off the court demo like i just ran to damien and i was like uh what do i do kind of thing and i was like freaking out and then he was like, go see the trainer. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> <I'm the coach. laughs> yeah. Um, and the ref act, like normally they would, if normally, um, if we're on defense and one of the players like on the defense team, obviously, um, uh, gets hurt, then they don't stop the play until we have the ball. Right, but right. as soon as the ref saw my finger, she blew the whistle and was just like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. yeah. <laughs> so then I ran and like under the little dino head, and I was just like <laughs> yelling at our trainer. I was like, just put it back in, put it back in. And then like I was like in excruciating pain. 
and she put it back in and then I literally was in no pain at all and I was like okay tape me up like I'm going back in kind of thing she taped me up I didn't even sit down on the bench and I licked the demo and I was like I'm subbing myself back in and he just didn't even have any words and was just like okay <laughs> like kind of thing <laughs> like I was probably off for 30 seconds by the time oh they God. taped it up and stuff I'd be out rest of the season yeah, no, <laughs> I milked that into yeah, so totally. long <laughs> okay yeah. Uh, final question here. Thank you for coming in. Um, how much can you talk about the Fresh Three? Fresh Three? No, yeah, that's my uh, those are my girls. <laughs> what <laughs> is that? So Fresh Three is literally me, Reina, and Katie. Where <laughs> like when we came in as little first years, we were like, we need a name for our group, like kind of thing. <laughs> so we yeah, we just um, called ourselves well before that we called ourselves like the mini dinos or something like baby dinos maybe baby dinos yeah something okay. like weird and silly and then one night we were just like yeah like a few drinks in you know <laughs> we're like no we're gonna call ourselves like fresh three and then how did you incorporate the dollar sign well i was gonna yes. say that it, you know, it, it's not just fresh three it's, it's fresh, fresh with a dollar, dollar, dollar sign <laughs> no yeah um I don't know. We just kind of were like, we need like a symbol, like, <laughs> and even like Damien used to call us that in our first year. I mean, honestly, our rookies now probably don't know much about it, but <laughs> because now we're not so. It's a little fresh. history lesson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe we're like the old three now. <laughs> I feel like you missed a window on capitalizing on some sort of music video, like that you could have produced. Music, you know, I know, right? Like, right? Like, like, yeah. Maybe like, we should, you know, or like a rap name there. or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like a trio, a girl band or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. There's potential there. Yeah. <laughs> Between that and an Insta account for Cooper, yes, you're you're busy. Yeah. 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 You know, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look into that. Got a yeah. bright, bright future after basketball, yeah. that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fresh yeah. three and Cooper. That's it. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah no worries. <laughs> this episode of Dinos Unfiltered is a presentation of Dinos Athletics. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and our website, GoDinos.com. Make sure to check out the website or the GoDinos app for schedules and tickets to all your favorite games. And if you can't make it out to the game, remember that our games are streamed on Canada West TV presented by Co-op. Thanks to my special guests today and hope you'll join us in the next episode.